welcome to the Detroit Spinners podcast. I am one of your hosts, uh, Miles Fennell. Across the way, on a on a Skype screen in sunny yeah. Brighton, is yeah. Mr. GF. No, I'm Gary Forrestal, but Gary I don't Forrest. I don't want to be called GF. But How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks very much for saying that. And uh, I've got a few things I want to get off my chest before we begin this episode. The things we've just been talking about off air. No, no, no. no, I would, I would never recycle poorly, poor Joe. No, poorly performed. Um, I got a song request read out by Mark Kermode on Scala Radio. Okay. Which is exciting to me. Okay. Don't don't lean back like you're not interested. I'm leaning, leaning back like I'm listening intently. It was high, but I'm not. But. That's not what your body was suggesting to me. Mark Kermode is it's one of my, my. I suggested a lot of things to you over its time, yeah. but it's not suggested <laughs> indifference ever. So Mark Kermode, if you don't know who he is, he's Britain's well uh, well known and well tr- and trusted film critic, and he writes for the Observer. Well known and well uh, trusted. One of those, both of those, or better, better said. <laughs> but he he said my name thrice on internet digital radio, and it was just magical. I yeah. my heart stopped to beat. I actually felt like crying. That's how FLJS feels when I talk about his calling me a cunt. <laughs> I think I think that's that's the same sort of thing. Um, no, I'm pleased for you, mate. But also, there, there was a couple of things we wanted to get in at the beginning because that that guy who does that podcast thing, we want to get the him. Yeah, I just want to early. I will, but I just want to tell you something that like you know. Is there you another know, thing you got read out on radio? No. Okay. <laughs> you know I'm. You know my housemate. Yeah. All right. It's all right. <laughs> Colleen's getting worried. <laughs> You know, he, he likes things to be in a particular place, right? Yeah. And and he's not always right. Well, he's not right anytime, actually. Let's put it out there. Um. Yeah. So I I share a flat if anyone doesn't know with with another couple, and this guy, right? He's got he's got very strange habits. Like I've told you before, like you have to sit down. If you put something in the oven, you've got to sit down and monitor it and watch it so it doesn't set fire to the flat. Because if you don't know, Gary, it's all right. It's all... 40% of house fires start in the kitchen because of ovens being... You can tell I'm being a bit cautious now. It's a dangerous place, I guess. So um, we are... <laughs> I just saw that. And, um... Did you? Oh, sure. It's fine. And then another one, he's... We've... We found out, right? He's pretended to have mice. He told us that there's mice in the flat, so that we put our fruit bowl away in the cupboard. Okay. Because he doesn't like the fruit bowl being out on display. So he's come up with this whole. Does he like cheese? <laughs> Holes in it. He's <laughs> come up with this whole charade of having a fucking mouse. I mean, that's that's over the top, isn't it? Is it? Well, is how it do you know there is a mouse? Okay, well, fair enough. I'll uh, stop looking to your left, over your left shoulder. <laughs> your eyes. By the way, he's so anxious. He's so nervous. The thing is, what's weird about Skype is you can, you everything else is heightened. Like you're I so aware my, of I, you're looking. My sexual arousal. Yeah, absolutely. Everything's heightened. Um, I hope okay, to never so ever see that on air. Never, <laughs> like, we would never see that. Firmly toward the sky. Absolutely. But basically, um, I will say we are doing episode 13 of the Ricky Gervais show that aired on XFM in 2002. And that's what we're doing today. Miles will do a little description for you and then we'll come back with our first thoughts. But before that, we did want to we've been in touch with someone actually done an amazing job, really. He's done a fantastic job. He's he has hosted on his own podcasting platform. I don't fully understand that, but fully it's a is it's hosted. Everything's hosted on. Come on, granddad. And he has got we got in touch with him and he's going to put a link to our shows under each of his um, each of his hosting of the XM shows. And we're going to. We're going to 
plug him in response so what is his you you say what is his so he hosts everything on a pod rot uh which is a uh it's just basically a site that you go on you can listen to all of the shows and you can download all of them as zip files which is great little you know archive you know we've often said you know brilliant brilliant. it's probably the most valued thing i own that isn't a a laptop (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, yeah. is my uh sort of extensive library of these shows you know because it's 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 great um but not just that it's now really exciting because the ricky gervais xfm shows are actually all on uh spotify courtesy of podrot and on apple podcast for the first time which is so exciting you know because it's like a whole new you know audience yeah it's amazing like to think that you could use this time to uh get on board with you know yeah and then 0.2% of them will come to our show and like it. <laughs> but, uh, 0.3. Come on. Well, 0.28, I think. Yeah, so do do head over to that and I'll pop a link in the old uh, bio and you can uh, you can listen to all those there. And, uh, Miles, it's our first ever someone, cross-promotion. Cross-promotion. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel now we've done a someone, cross-promotion? Well, actually, someone someone asked on, on Twitter... What's the best way to listen to the D Trout Spinners podcast? Do you I'll listen see, to down um, in a straitjacket in the in the psychiatric ward? I'd He's imagine. made a joke, ladies and gentlemen, the first joke of 2020. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> but my suggestion was: it's always listen to the episode first, then come back to us for a little debrief. Yeah, I'd say, I'd actually say maybe different. I'd say listen to us, then listen to episode. But yeah, either way around is, is good. And if you're going to listen to anything, just listen to the XFM shows. Don't listen to this. Don't listen to this shit. Honestly, don't. <laughs> um, I just want to say um, hello to someone listening, it's a friend of mine. Duka. Someone listening. Dukas listening, I hope. She might not now. Um, Duke is a friend of mine. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on this. You know how I feel about uh, shameless self-promotion. Yeah. You know how you feel about me having friends. Has she she given me five? Has she given me uh, us (laughs) five stars? on? So that's so telling that you say me. She, yeah. Has she given five stars on Apple Podcasts? That's the only reason I'm interested. This is on Spotify. Okay. She could head over to Apple Podcasts <laughs> and see all the lovely reviews <laughs> there as well, because that's great. Yeah, because Dukka is a friend of mine, and uh, this, Hello, she's, she's the only person that I've told, that I know that I've told about this. So I've just it's had a conversation with her of, Your podcast about boobs. <laughs> she initiated it. Long story. Boobs and they go into it. No, I don't. <laughs> later. But um, I think that um, yeah, at the moment we're three star in Apple Podcasts. Apparently, so we're officially a three star podcast. Yeah. Not everyone likes it. Not everyone likes what we're doing. And I'll be I've honest. We thought of our work as as at least a two point five. At least at least a one point seven is what I've thought. <laughs> but, um, not everyone likes what we're doing. But you know, listen, Mars. We do what we do. We 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 do it as we see it. We take it as we see it. We do what we want to do. Yeah. If people like it, that's great. Obviously, not everyone's going to like it. And certainly, we've realised this week, not everyone does like it. So, <laughs> you know. I'd, I'd rather do it to annoy that person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, turns out I'm actually not that great at dealing with criticism. <laughs> Yeah, Mars has messaged me every seven hours, literally for the last three weeks, saying, t- telling me more about this person who who was critical on Twitter, and he couldn't deal with it. And I, so I, 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 I chill out, you know. Like, you're I don't, right. No, don't you're me, right. I don't that... like criticism. I don't like criticism. No one likes it. But you know, chill out. We, it's one. I, I may, I'm chill. I'm chilled as a cucumber. Yeah, as me a c-u-n-t about 12 times before you were bothered about this yeah, that's genuinely funny yeah yeah exactly it's not funny to me <laughs> um okay that's 
done and dusted now. now we're going to move on Mars, with the quad. Yes, the episode we're doing. Give a little description of it, and I'll give my first thoughts, and then we'll go from there. Love it. Uh, okay, so it's this one was originally broadcast on the 16th of November 2002. Oh, Carl... oh. No, I'm trying, sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> Carl gets labelled a genius by Heat magazine. Uh, he talks about Auntie Nora's valances. And Carl also reveals a school picture of himself to Ricky and Steve. I also learned the term succoteurs because of this episode. Oh, I've got that as a little quote thing. That I a, little, a, little, a little sort of unobvious quote that I like. I think this episode is a very good one. I'd, you know, we it, it can get you might listen to this and think, well, you're always going to say it's a very good episode. But actually, no, some some episodes you don't. It's a very good episode relative to the other Ricky Gervais episodes that are good. It's very good. I would say this. Um, educating Ricky is absolutely back on form this week. Mm. It, is, it is a classic. And for the last few weeks, <laughs> last three weeks, I think, it's not been that good. But this week, it's brilliant. And I know you'll have some quotes from there, as do I, which we'll <laughs> come to later. Um <laughs> I don't think in general there's no boxing talk this episode. Again, we were a bit, you know, they yeah boxing thing. We weren't that keen on that. I I think this is a really good episode. Um, it's not perfect, but you know, Mars neither are we on it. <laughs> so, uh, but it's good. What what do you think about the episode in general? What's your th- first thoughts? It well, the thing is because I, I often uh, I really like the educator Ricky, but because because I've listened to the show so many times, Educate and Ricky always gets ruined for me, and so they're never as funny. Because you, second time you know to, them so... Yeah, so. or like the 60th time or the 120th time I've listened to. So the Hippopotamus news is really... But then it's I, I like that story as a, as, a, as a midget who gets swallowed whole by a hippo at a circus. That, do you know, that was actually a well-known, like, shaggy dog story. Like, that never happened. And oh, obviously. It, it circulated. No, 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 but it could, it technically could have done because it was, he was so sure about it. And they did it on Christian. <laughs> so... Yeah, they did it on breakfast. Add, add, add sort of... Um, sort of uh, uh it, it adds authority to it but it, it was actually it never happened like it was something that was deliberately circulated on the internet to kind circulated. of circulated circulated i said it right <laughs> see you later and uh, that's really also the chicken you believe it chicken you believe it that's, the, that's uh, getting ricky I knew that story as well for eight, a long time. Yeah, so when I've, seen, like, I've seen it on QI, actually. Uh, yeah. I've seen it on QI. It's quite a well story, isn't it? Mike, chicken. The funniest bit is at the start when he goes, we've talked a lot about uh, animals without heads. <laughs> it's like, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. We, we have, we, we, we've talked about one. <laughs> that's um, funny. That's funny. I liked the bit at the start when they're, they're going <laughs> over uh, Carl. Carl brings in a photo of himself at school. And you said you could get like four for a pound at True Print or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who remembers True Print? <laughs> I don't remember True Print. And is it, I just love that his dad says he thought they were expensive for what you got. <laughs> I just thought what an attitude to parenting that is. That one you wouldn't, pound. You wouldn't one pound. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't pay it. <laughs> just, I just thought that's a lovely example of parenting gone wrong. Just why not and also it just shows what sort of family because Carl just probably just accepted that didn't he yeah, just went course, that's yeah. what dads are like it says they don't often give a shit about <laughs> what kids yeah, do growing yeah, up absolutely. which is true I mean no, my dad certainly didn't and uh... no, my, 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 my dad probably did but probably did probably was more interested in the Formula One Grand Prix that was well, going I would, I would even be more interested in that than your no, Mike but he's, he's he, no, but my my dad was interested, but 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 yeah, I think a lot of dads aren't as as interested as mothers. But to be fair, my mum wasn't interested either. <laughs> she she was she was trace, chasing skirt, as they say. <laughs> she was she was. That's the tr- <laughs> I'm enjoying this show today. I don't know oh, what's something about you. You're a bit. You're a bit oh, is that edgy, a bit edgy. Weird? 
I actually feel really good to that. I've had so much sleep. I had a really so good night's sleep. <laughs> I don't. I do not drink much. Oh, he's drinking right now. I can oh, see oh, that. You were um, saying that we might have a picture of us, like a proper picture of us, on our yeah. podcast. Well, I don't know about that. that. We've never had a picture taken together. No. Well, we, well, we. Why, why would we? We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not having sex with each oh, other. So no. You and your people have photos taken. Um, <laughs> That's true. That's true. To me. <laughs> no, I just thought it'd be nice if listeners uh this is like they're discussing whether Carl should be on the uh, <laughs> whether Carl should it's be on the poster. Yeah, yeah. I I really like the Rockbusters for me are some of the funniest Rockbusters that he's ever done. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're not. I mean, like, Madonna is very good. Madonna is very good. But... Madonna is a really good clue. But then it's the Islastica. He's elastic. Yeah, that is a good yeah. clue because it's so no, shit. Like Jamaican fella saying he's elastic. elastic. He did. Do you know, I was that when I was listening back today. He should have said a Jamaican fella has lost his last badge, but he didn't. He didn't. He oh, just said oh, oh, oh. A, a fella's lost his last badge. So if it had been a Jamaican fella, that would have been funnier. But I think rock busters were, were good. Uh, there's a lot of good quotes in this episode. In general, it was one of the ones that entertained me more than the previous sort of two or three. What about the soil chat at the start? Fine. That, that's something that made me laugh a lot. Like, and it's a good point actually, the fact that London's got like, <laughs> just like you go, central London's, yeah, central London's good, but you go there and what's there? And you go, it's no DIY shops. It's nothing if you want like. Uh, Panini and a latte, you can't move for them. But if you want, like, a, it's a good point. But then, would you want that in central London? Oh, I I think there are places in central London where you can get... get I'm sick and tired of not getting a decent compost for Sunday. <laughs> but it's like... Um, I think there are places where you can get compost. You you would know. You, what what's the report from from Mars HQ? You know what? Well, what? it's Stoke Newington. I bought a bin around the I mean, corner. You killed a lot of plants. I know that. I actually but, have potted a plant today. Yesterday, a coriander. I I get through coriander. I get through it. So we've we've actually planted a coriander plant. Okay. That um, filled a minute of speech. I suppose. <laughs> that was that was good um i'm excited uh it takes uh three to four weeks anyway that's that's exciting and by the by um i like it literally is it's the definition <laughs> of by the by the definition of like that's not that's not part Carl, of what i'm saying but carl it, talks about i just great- wanted to tell you about my plant but it's by the by <laughs> carl yeah. talks about the greatest city in the world being rome what is the greatest city in the world? Well, you know, I think probably probably from all the cities I've been to. Um, You're going to say Berlin. I'm going to say Berlin. Back off a bit. Soldier. <laughs> like, I, you know, listen, Berlin is great. It's got a lovely, the police are lovely. They don't, they don't bother you. Yeah. Unless you're killing someone or you know, I was going to say something. I hope so. <laughs> but um, you know, they used to be quite. They they used to be different in Berlin, but they're quite they're quite lenient now. Germans, they're on top of everything, aren't they? Yeah, Germans. I love Joe. I love Berlin, and I love and I hate that you said I'd love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know you so well. I know him so well. <laughs> Is that Barbara Streisand. He's What's your favourite city? Oh, that I've been that I've been to. Oh, I have to. Oh. That I've been to. You don't have to have been to it, but yeah, you probably well, should. Well, I I wouldn't want to say I I have always had a thing about San Francisco. I feel like I would like San Francisco. Mars, I think you'd like San Francisco. <laughs> and and do you know what? I think Pete likely thinks you'd like San Francisco. Well, I think he would. No, I. It's just something about like the, I I like anywhere that's sort of chilled vibe, a bit sort of bohemian. I like arty places. Oh, I'll tell you what, in the UK, 
I obviously love Brighton. Bristol. But I, Bristol. I, I loved Bristol. I knew you'd say Bristol. Loved Bristol. We knew what each other would say to this. Yeah. He, you only went to Bristol for a talk, and then you went straight back. You didn't, you didn't see. No, Bristol. no, 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 no. I, I went once before then, with another friend. Kalina. No. <laughs> She's not a friend. God. But no, um, yeah, it feels like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then New York, obviously, New York City. Like it was incredible. I just imagine if I had like a decent job there. I would have so much fun. Yeah. I think some places kind of suit your your situation though, aren't they? Like um, if you're single and young, certain places are great for you. Like Berlin would be great. Uh, but if you're older and maybe more relaxed, <laughs> I I like to go to the torture gardens in Berlin. <laughs> I do because I'm single, you know. So you know, I like it's to get tortured. Not your dream like... going in torture gardens. What? There's no way you would go and torture guys. No, I never would go and torture guys. <laughs> would you go gambling? Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, hate casinos. Yeah. I hate people that talk about Las Vegas being their favourite place. Well, I haven't done that, but I would go gambling. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. But what about Las Vegas and Dubai? People love Dubai. I just never go to, to Dubai or Las Vegas. Yeah. I think FOJS would. <laughs> anyway. I'll, we are so not talking about the show now. Oh my <laughs> god, we're so not talking about the show. What did FRJS say this week, by the way? Go on, read him, read his comment out. Well, this week we're not, yeah, we're yeah. not, we're not. Uh, well, he said, "Thank you for your podcasting services during this time. There are clapping noises coming out of the room for you guys every night." Now, I didn't know that every Thursday people go outside at 8 p.m. to clap Miles and Gary. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Bit of a joke. There's a bit subversive, a bit naughty, but I didn't realise you were going to joke like that. slagging off the NHS in a way as well, isn't it? I I like the FHS collapses, but I think you should be clapping the nurses instead. But (laughs) thanks, FHS. No, thank you. Thank you for your feedback. I appreciate it. Going back to the show, when they're looking at... I like it when they're talking about Carl's picture and they talk about... um, (laughs) <laughs> this is a, his mum his mum would uh take the photo and cut his hair by putting the newspaper oh yeah <laughs> but they're not just not just that like, what does it say there whilst they were sitting down on sunday nights well just before last of the summer wine and it really oh that that reminds me of depressing sunday nights before school yeah, I used yeah. to stay. I used to stay up late with my mum for no reason at all. It was Antis, just like Antiques Roadshow would be on. That is when true. When an Antiques Roadshow house, what we were, we were a heartbeat house. Heartbeat. Heartbeat. My memory. Oh, that was one of the dullest shows I've ever seen in my life. There was not much jeopardy. I'll say that, but um. <laughs> The thing about the home haircuts that Carl talks about, that's actually something we're all dealing with at the moment. We're all kind of dealing with home haircuts, and yeah. you will be soon. I know you, you have your hair. Like for me, already, I can't have a home haircut because I have no one here at home with Who's me. Who's ever got one? So please don't look at me like that. Please don't look at me like that. I said, but um, yeah, I I need my haircut soon, and I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what to do. Your your hair is not long. You'll be all right. It's long for me. Yeah, but that doesn't make any... T- that, who cares? Well, I care. That's the point. <laughs> you shouldn't be worried about it. Well, you do, you do have your a- carefree attitude to life. Well, you know me. I'm a very chilled out entertainer kind of guy. You're so. literally the least chilled out <laughs> entertainer I know. But the Rick Waller chat wasn't particularly a fan of that. Do you know... Can I just I say something? I feel like they do, they do slag off one of and that you know when he makes the joke like the attitude, which is a good pun. I will, I won't do it now, but I will at some point detail the feature, the features that Miles did on air on our radio show, and you will realise how much, how, how much, how hypocritical it is for saying <laughs> it because he absolutely went after people, and and I'm not saying you know. 
I never did. Different times, he, he, he Gary, has, different times. He has changed so much. But um, I, I've actually got one of my favourite quotes. That's Rick Waller catching up. I love that. I think that's a funny it's quote. All right. now, it's you, all right. It's all right. Now, hang on. You pretend that you don't like it, but that's a lie. Top five favourite quotes. Okay, Top and number five, it's Miss Dinner, mate. And but but it's specific. It's a specific one. It's the second time that Carl says it's Miss Dynamite. Like he's trying to convince them that it's actually a good clue. Miss Dynamite. Miss Dynamite. Miss Dynamite. He's like, and then he's like, if we're gonna keep doing on this feature, if we're gonna keep doing this feature, we've got to change the words a bit. Like, yeah, yeah. He's only yeah. been going for a little while, and he's already looking at change. And then Steve, Steve, quite rather excellent. He just goes. He just starts laughing. He goes, Miss Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's up there with Sticker as well for me. I think they're, I think they're amazing. Both both from this episode, of course. Um, I like, um, I do. I love indie. Yeah, I do. I love indie. Well, then you'll love this. It's got Roy Scop on it, so. Oh, that's what. That's one of my. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. But you've got Roy Scott on there. Do you know what's funny, actually? So many of these quotes are either going to be... They're always going to be Carl or Ricky, aren't they? But do you think that's just a reflection of, like, Steve not talking as much or not having as much funny things to say? I think it's a reflection of the fact that the main comedy, yeah, absolutely does come from Ricky and Carl, but Steve plays an important role, like the foil to their... Yeah. So, so what they're saying is actually funny sometimes because of what Steve has just said. It's not that Steve's quote isn't funny, but Steve, what Steve will say will be a foil to what one of them is saying and make what one of them is saying funnier. Whereas actually Steve's quote in itself isn't as funny. Mm. It's just a bit unfair on Steve, absolutely. Yeah. We're trying to get Steve on the show. Well, we will try. <laughs> and then what else and number four... It was. It weren't. It weren't properly. It weren't properly. It weren't. It when weren't you, properly. Have you ever heard the term demicky as well? No, I haven't. No, oh, except for this show. Like, it, it was a bit demicky, so it weren't properly. It weren't properly. But he knows then. He's doing it deliberately to make it sound stupid. He is. No, he, that's right. He's definitely. He, he not. absolutely is doing it to make it sound stupid. I promise you. He's saying it weren't. Prop. No, he's not. He's he's trying to explain something, but he he hasn't got the words to his disposal. Uh, if, I I I think he's trying to make it sound. But really? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Yeah, I really do. I re- genuinely do. But it's not like he's not. He didn't set up the whole thing to make it sound stupid. But when they said that, what do you mean? Like he's like it wasn't properly. Like he knows that's not. You don't. What's not, what's your next quote? Um. I just like this. This is a bit subtle. Okay, but if you're marking them on what they have, what? As opposed to what? How you what spell, it. spell it. How you spell it. I, knew you'd like, do, I love that. I knew you'd do like one of the Ricky slurs. How you spell it. Spell it's not even a slur because it's like he, he just emphasises the it. How you spell it. I was what, I was reading uh, a Guardian uh, article. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> Sexy, sexy, sexy. Um, no, um, and I sent it to you actually in the week, and it was it was basically a review. It was kind of less on board with the second series of Afterlife, which is coming out soon. And but but it was interesting. The the journalist in question was talking about. He did like it though. Uh, he did no, he did he didn't like it, but then he said he liked the first series. I'm saying. I don't think so. No, but he, no, but he was basically saying, look, no, no, no disrespect to anyone that likes the Ricky Gervais stuff now. He says, but I was of the generation that grew up with with the office. And, and you know, he was the right time. You know, when things really, really do soak into you at a young age. And he was saying, you know, my life, my personality has been affected for better or worse because I've affected uh, Brentisms. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People, there are so many people that do it on air, like John Robbins does it all the time. He does the sue and the so, wah. But we, the, we all do, all our listeners and us do. We we all but, do. Yeah, that but that that must be so impressionable for a, a show. <clears throat> I know, like, see, Alan Partridge has the same effect on people, doesn't it? 
Not really. No, not the same as. Yeah, but uh, partridgeisms are like, but that sort of a uh, sort of nasally type. But loads of people love that. Yeah, but, but not as many as the office. No. No. Uh, and I think of you know I don't know in between has probably been another one that's sort of uh, a little bit that sort of jovial kind of uh, school slang. But yeah, it was it was my point. My point was uh no I I do think it's interesting to think um yeah there are people like us obviously who just love the Gervais back then and who who acknowledge that there is a Gervais now that people just there are two phases to his career you know. Well, one one example of that actually is one of my favourite quotes, which I was saying now. Like, so my uh, a favourite quote of mine, and I'll I'll explain after why this is like reminiscent of what you're saying. Like, I think he's lost a bit. I think he's 29 now. Yeah, Don't yeah. make him sound like a fat. C- now, now basically, yeah. he his suggestion of the word just the C of the word C U N T is so much funnier than actually using the word. Now, and I came to the conclusion that Ricky needs restrictions on him. Like, like in in XFM, there's restrictions on him. He can't say that word. So saying is is so it means so much. So it is funny. Like it's it's funny without saying the word. The office has restrictions on him because it's BBC Two. He can't. He can't. He can't say the CUNT word. So he, he doesn't say it. The reason we're not reviewing the uh, podcasts are because it's not. He has no restrictions on him, and he says it all the time, and it's boring actually. Whereas here, it's interesting that he says, you know, don't you sound like you sound like a fat. C-? Whereas on the on the podcast he would have just said C-U-N-T and it's just not as well there's been times not, when he goes you he fucking fucking cunt of a and just like he really? needs restrictions on him because if he hasn't got restrictions I don't think he's as funny you know so. do you know a show I used to do you know a show I used to love like I loved Martin. the first <laughs> oh you missed that no I used to love like Bo Selector and Little Britain but the yeah. moment they got a third the moment they got a third series it was just swearing and outrageousness. And you know, I'm not. I am the biggest prude. Like I, I'm, I'm very prudish. Yeah, and I, I don't. I really can't get on board with this stuff. This, you know, I just. I, yeah, because rock vulgarity. Rock, rock profiles was brilliant. Like we yeah, both love rock profiles. Like, it's so much better than anything Little Britain ever did. Yeah. And but they weren't well known then. And again, they had restrictions on them. Whereas you know, Little Britain, when you become successful, you don't have as many restrictions. So you can show a an elderly person pissing in the supermarket and it's supposed yeah. to be funny. And it's not. It's actually, it's not that funny. But some people do still will always find that stuff funny, won't they? Yeah, FOGS. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, go on. No, I'm joking, um, FOGS. If you're listening, so my, if, you, hang my... on, if you're listening, FOGS, don't really call me C-U-N-T again. I'm only joking. You're a part of the sh- you're a, you're a part of the furniture here. So, and number three, um, it's Carl. Well, that's the teaser in it. That's what we're leaving with. Ricky, will it be any good? Tune in. Will it <laughs> be any week? good? Will it be any Can you remember the XFM nine phone number? No, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember it now. Email in if you know. Email in, yeah. Well, what uh, was the email? There is no email address. We oh, don't no. Uh, tweet us at child underscore D. Gary set up the Twitter account. Worst Twitter account name ever. And it's my <laughs> fault. I, don't, I can't understand. Usually you'd I'll, love, I'll be... You'd love to play someone, wouldn't Mars. you? Yeah, like Mars... Like I blame Mars for the um, theme music, <laughs> which should definitely be something else. But um, I don't blame him for the Twitter account because that was me. I didn't come up with the... T- that was your decision. No, the theme music should be Kellerton Road. I'm telling you now. And actually, if any listeners are listening and you have any thoughts on that, get in touch. I think it should be Kellerton Road. You know, the Kellerton Road thing. And Mars is insistent that it shouldn't be. And you're wrong. But anyway, go on. Uh, all right. Uh, number two, was the mother-in-law impressed? Was the mother-in-law impressed? Because he's talking about... Uh, the. 
<laughs> Carl builds up this the fabric of the story saying uh, that Mike the chicken was actually killed to impress the mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. And then he forgets this detail and Carl... <laughs> Steve goes. The everyone wants to know was the mother-in-law impressed? <laughs> was the mother-in-law impressed? Well, I've got one on that actual story, which was I, I just always have loved this from Ricky. Like, well, it wasn't fed up at all because it had no brain. And he does that thing. He does the thing with brain where he he sort of emphasises it. Well, it wasn't fed up at all because it had no brain. <laughs> and and that's so true from Ricky. Like. Of course it wasn't fed up. It had no brain. It wasn't fed up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my number one, I've said, I've said that in so many scenarios. And I, it went long. It went and I, If someone just says the word long or, oh, that was long. Or, oh, that's okay. Just go, it went long. <laughs> it went I I think, you know, with the Rick and Gervais show, like some of these quotes are just, they're often like what you find genuinely fun, like what like matches with your personality. But also just, I I get it all the time with me and my mum, just when things just make you giggle for uncontrollable reasons. And that that can be like, that's different for a lot of people, isn't it? But I just just like that. It's it's actually really nice to see, but on Twitter, and we are going to come back actually with our, um, our, regular feature which is xfm in the community and it's a nice one this week Can't actually uh, <laughs> yeah but, XFM but, but in the community. Just, just, basically it's xfm in the community except the prick who, who slagged us off like just without <laughs> any i hope you listen it's it's actually very encouraging to see like loads of pe- nhs workers uh health workers and key workers are listening to the shows who um oh you better mean that clap. I do mean it. Because I'm not having that. I'm not having that on my podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> Welcome back to the uh, Detroit Sprinters podcast. I'm Gary Forrestal. I'm with me, Ms. Mars Pernell. And we are just, we've gone through the show. We've kind of gone through the bits we want to go through. Now we're going to go through a feature where we basically uh, say a listener feedback that happens uh, during the show. Mars, uh, Mars does it all. <laughs> Mars uh, monitors all this. <laughs> I don't do any of it. So it's called XFM in the community. And uh, yeah, what have you got, Mars, for us today? Well, this was from Peter Goff. Oh, well, we should have, read, by the way, I want to say we should have read this out two shows ago. We absolutely should have done. So Peter Goff, he said, good pod. Same about the standard of the recent guest, referring to his, his good friend, Richard Anderson. Yeah, he said good interview. And uh, I didn't know that Peter Goff was an actual friend of uh, Richard Anderson. That was a nugget of information that we uncovered in our in our interview. I know, but you still refuse to read it out because Mars Mars read that and he no listen he thought it was criticism of the show of, of the interview, but it wasn't. It was Peter Goff like taking yep. the piss out like. Uh, so I'm glad you enjoyed it, Peter. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Peter. <laughs> Silly. Uh, Mars Mars monitors it all, so Mars does this bit. Go on, what have you got? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it's true. Yeah. Um, so last last episode, you asked everyone um, their favourite best Carl laughs. I sort of did, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Dilkenton says, all right, Kirsty. Yeah, yeah, that's no, that Carl doesn't laugh there, actually. He does a bit. Does he? Uh, I think yeah, he's trying... he laughs a lot there. That's one of my favourite Carl moments, but I wouldn't call it a Carl laugh. <laughs> uh Yusuf and Andrew Lowe both said eighty-six. Eighty-six, yeah, 86. he does laugh there. That's also one of my best Ricky Ricky moments because eighty-six isn't that's a better name for the monkey. It's better name he, for the monkey. <laughs> this monkey's not gonna drive in the way of that car car or we're never doing this again. That that I love. I love that moment. Um so Nick T it's says no definitely. Yeah, <laughs> 
Pump four, pump four. That's the name of the monkey. Nick T says, uh, definitely the monkey news about the prostitute monkey. Oh, either yeah. that that's, or just there, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> either that or the Australian fella calling to get free armbands for Bowie, which yeah, was yeah. another episode that we talked about. So do check that out as well. It's, it's episode seven or something like that. I think. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Who was that? Who read that comment out? Which one? Oh, um, a Nick T. Sorry. A Nick T. A Nick T. Good, good one. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the uh, trying to get armbands for Bowie is very funny. And uh, what was the other one he said? Uh, the prostitute the monkey. Prostitute monkey. Again, yeah. Carl really laughs at that one. Yeah. Uh, brainwashed 13G. This is a new listener, uh, and he commented on our YouTube thread. And a, a reminder to listeners: if you can't uh, listen on Apple Podcasts or on Gary Smiling or <laughs> on <laughs> Spotify <laughs> or on Spotify, the shows are on YouTube now. Yeah, I've yeah. been, uh, I've been I, put, them, I put them all on myself. Buzz <laughs> uh he said very interesting podcasts uh, you guys you guys are oh <laughs> you very interesting podcast you guys are really dedicated xfm show fans other people don't think so but thank you uh dicky anderson yeah, the legend some, himself some other people don't think did richard anderson comment no he said dicky anderson the legend himself oh i see i thought you... um, there's been uh andrew lowe has been in touch and he very kindly um He's, a, he's an author on Twitter, and he said, uh, XFM shows keeping me relatively sane at the moment. So your run-throughs are, your run-throughs are like little debriefs. Love the Randa special. Really a lot of positive people reacting to uh, the of Richard Anderson, and I, and I think for good yeah. reason. You know? That's clearly always going to be our biggest show in terms of listenership, in terms of everything, and it, it was a it was a special show to do. I think we both enjoyed it. I think we both liked doing that. Yeah, you'd be right saying that, gay Gaz. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. So, to wrap this one up, um, Joe. this is from Yosef, a slightly longer one, and he's reacting to something that we spoke about a few episodes back. And he says, hi, chaps, interesting theory you have about Merchant being responsible for the emotional intelligence and Gervais, the more brutally witty stuff in their writing. I've always looked at Derek, which was ludicrously emotional to the point of being schmaltzy and to a lesser extent, Hello Ladies, the series, which could be quite um, biting and heartless at times as evidence to the contrary. Not saying you're wrong. In fact, Derek could be used as an example of how Gervais tries to emulate Merchant's ability to write an emotionally compelling narrative and completely bollocks it up. Is that his? Yeah, I, listen, I'm, I've always got time for Yusuf. I think he's a fantastic commenter. He's saying that Hello Lady. Basically, I think that the fact that I would say that Derek and to an extent Afterlife are both examples of where Gervais does do an emotional narrative. He does do it, but he doesn't do it well. So Hello Ladies is not like, yeah, Hello Ladies, I guess, is Merchant's not trying to be, have an emotional narrative there. He's trying to be as cutting, as, as sharp and as witty without having an emotional narrative as possible. But I do think that I think probably Steve did have that emotional narrative to the office and extras, whereas Ricky didn't. However, I I will think about I've only just heard that what you just said. You read it a while ago, but of of what you said, I'll think about that and uh, think about and kind of come back with something next week. But I think that um, I don't think he's wrong. I just I still think that. Ricky can't sustain an emotional narrative, whereas Steve probably can, even though Steve doesn't do it in his stand-up work, which you kind of wouldn't expect him to do. Um, but again, very interesting comment, um, Yusuf, and I'll, I'll think about that. I just think um, if it was anyone else, that these plot contrivances that Gervais puts into his narratives, you know, the fact that it's a woman with cancer and she's sitting there and I can't remember the actress, but she's, she is great. 
and she's there and and he's watching old videotapes and she's basically you know as a voice from beyond the grave essentially telling him how to live his life and it's like you could have done that in another way why does it have to be an old vhs tape where she so clearly has been suffering from chemotherapy with a, a headscarf on i find just there's a certain i find that very cliche and a bit contrived to be honest and i don't there are so many other ways of doing that and he goes on about dogs ah yeah yeah and i just i i don't like that and the whole like the scenes where i've seen from the latest trailer where he's he he's drink he's in this little sub this he's in hampstead heat for a start which is ludicrous like i I don't know it's just annoying that he's still famous people yeah yeah and it's like he's meant to be down on his luck it's like well he's literally that's just ricky gervais isn't it that's just that's just ricky gervais that's not that the character he's pretended to be but then he's like sharing a, the one that got me is when he's just sharing a bottle of wine with another famous uh, actress I still can't remember those own and just sharing a, a, a bottle of red wine at, directly out of the bottle while sitting in front of a grave in a cemetery like no one does that like if that was someone else i would believe it like if that was i just people I, I do, find do. That, i don't know I, I think people do do that i just yeah, don't but they do but Ricky's not the one to do it. His character that Ricky Gervais writes necessarily would do that, but that's just me. I I I don't know. It's It's just too it's too convenient. That's what I'm saying. It's too convenient because you know when you're producing something for a mass audience, it's like it's it's kind of fallen into the Miranda trap of like Miranda had an incredibly successful series that we both disliked intently. But she did have that successful series. So he's kind of fallen into that trap of being like, well, I'll just produce this for the most mass market of people I can possibly do. And, you know, the house he bought from it, you know, is is incredibly big. So (laughs) I saw that on a documentary and it it was like ridiculously big. And uh, I guess that's why It's, it's sad and it's a shame. Um, but it's not the office and it and I don't think anything he ever does ever will be. To wrap things up, um Ricky Gervais has been um he's been doing these live uh, sort of streams uh every sort of every day. I haven't I haven't watched them partly because I just I can't stand just to listen to him talk, but uh there was a couple of interesting things that I um that I noted and I just wanted to get your thoughts, Gary Forrestal, on them. This is on Ricky Gervais on on celebrities and lockdown. Then I see people complaining about being in a mansion with a swimming pool. And, you know, honestly, I don't want to hear it. That's on him, like, looking at a a video of Sam Smith, uh, who was crying. No, he's absolutely right. Yeah, he's he's right about that. The first thing about Ricky, like, you know, whatever we think of him now, he's he's got a good take on certain things. Like, if, if you... The thing about Ricky is, if you agree with Ricky on something, you're so with him. You're so absolutely behind him. If you don't agree with him, you're not. But he he can say stuff in a way that makes you really agree with him and really genuinely be behind him. So that, I'm behind him all the way. Okay. There was another one where it was Ricky, and he talked a little bit about Carl Pilkington and the recording of an idiot abroad <laughs> someone and one of the critics in the in the tab in, in the tabloid saying it was ball achingly dull <laughs> about an idiot abroad and carl was going that's on one of the homecoming episodes where he goes um how can something be that boring when you go oh <laughs> your balls are aching about it but um he's also he talk, he, he reads out a few of the reviews of um uh, afterlife but if anyone's a fan of Ricky and likes his stand-up, he does talk about Twitter a lot, like um, as one of his yeah. prime subject matters. But um, in this uh, YouTube video that I saw, he talked a lot about sort of people slagging his work off. At one point, he says, you know, bring it on, talking about critics. But then uh, he, he he talks about critics to an extent where you think that he goes on and on and about it, like he's like bring it on. But in a way, you are affected by it by by yeah. doing by doing so so to the point where you know 
uh, to make an earlier point, you know, I was upset about that guy, but you know, oh, yeah, you were, yeah, yeah, and it's like, but then you shouldn't give it a mention. You shouldn't even talk about it. Which you're, you're, you're right by that, and and Ricky is to an extent, but he's still talking about it. And the best thing you can do with critics, same with critics of Donald Trump as well. I'm not getting all political, but I'm saying the yeah. best thing you can do is just ignore it. Don't give it the time of day. Don't acknowledge it. Treat it like it was never said and no one gives a shit about it. Because every time you talk about criticism, you're giving it power. You're giving it, you know, that currency. You've, you've given him power about 28 times this week to me because you've talked about it that many times. Yeah, no, I'm, sa- I'm, I'm saying I'm part of the same gang, you know. I'm not, I'm not, you know, legitimising what, what he's, I'm, I'm saying I'm, okay. I'm in the fault as well. Yeah. I'm don't smile like that. <laughs> I know, but it's it is it's it's a very true point about critics generally. Like you shouldn't you're either with because you would love you would love them if they said something good about you, wouldn't you? Yeah. Anyway. I do love <laughs> They say a lot of good things about me. It's just you. <laughs> but um so yeah, I think that was good that was a good that was a good uh XFM in the community section. I like that. To sum up, this has been the Detroit Spinners podcast. I have been Mars Pennell with me. You say it. Gary Forrestal. Do like and subscribe uh, to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Give us a rating if you're kind enough. And also tweet us at Trout underscore D. Pathetic name. Pathetic. (laughs) And it's my fault. It's me. (laughs) Me, I did it. Anyway, however... However, you're getting through this lockdown uh, and for however long we'll be under these restraints. Do stay safe. Uh, do do continue listening. And I hope these podcasts bring you something, if not uh, an hour of, you know, nice hoovering accompaniment. Oh, could I just say my friend Dukka, she listened and she said oh. she meant it as a compliment. She said, um, I listened to your podcast as she said, I'm really struggling to sleep. And I, she said, I turned your podcast on and I fell and I fell straight asleep. And that's what she, but that, that's she amazing. Meant, but her compliment, what she was saying was like, she, it was so relaxing that she felt. Yeah, asleep. Said, that's what um, she said. I, said. I said, we'll put that on the posters, send you straight asleep. <laughs> straight asleep. And on that note, see you later. See you later. Bye.